This is Cat's Podcast, episode number 24. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning back in. Today, I want to start with a question for you. What's your validation? What gives you validation in regards to your work? And how do you define success? Think about that for a minute. Because that's part of what we are going to talk about today. I'm having Julie Guile on my show today. She's a photographer from Wisconsin in the US and it's her mission to fuel personal connection between business owners and their clients. We talk about the value of connection and why making your brand better instead of bigger might be a big win for your life and happiness in general. We talk about building a brand and a business based on you your own personal story, your passion or purpose. And Julie fills us in on how she approaches capturing the people behind the brands in an authentic way. For her, one of the key questions is, what makes your brand different to others and how can we transport that visually? We also look at success and productivity in a new light and that's where my questions come back in. Looking at success and productivity in new ways, there, or you will see that there are actually many forms of success and that growth is not the only factor for success. And I'm very happy to bring this, to bring this conversation out because this is what we need. We need a new form of business where we nurture the relationships, where we nurture the relationships with our clients and where we have the focus on our very own brand values and passions. And we got to step back from the bigger, faster, always more mentality. It's what we need to really bring about change in this world. You probably feel I'm very passionate about that. And that's what my podcast is also really here for, to show that there are different ways of living and doing and thinking and that we don't have to always follow the mainstream. And what makes it also interesting is that this new approach to business as outlined by Julie has also the potential to help us better deal with the economic challenges around the current crisis. Needless to say that this episode is for anyone building up their own small business or owning a small business, for anyone having a business built on their own story and experience, and it's also for solopreneurs and those of you who've always struggled with advice from coaches and business books. And this is really, I really want to point this out because this is not your average brand story talk. Julie herself, she is diving deep into her own story and she's really sharing more than most of us will ever share. She's a woman of courage and a true believer in connection. Both values we direly need these days. I'm very honored to have her on my show. Tune in listen closely and continue to build deeper connections aware is long but i see them sitting in front of television for a lot longer i see them soaking in the noise you know at, at some point in their life they 
had no other way to get information. Like I'm thinking about like my mm. parents and like our older neighbors. They didn't have any other way to get information. So they were very, very loyal to a television and the media. And it's just, they, they have shut off their intuition. That's an interesting point. And especially media is something that has been a big thing for me over the past years in the way that I really disconnected myself from the mass media. I feel too that there's still too much focus on the mass media. That's that's what I think. And Yeah, and they, they have a vested interest in getting you hooked as well on Ooh. fear and more consuming and being reliant upon them. I mean, they have a vested interest financially in, in getting you that way. So yeah, like all big, yeah. big conglomerates or I don't know, okay. industries, pharmacy okay. slash health yes. food industry. And yeah, I know. And this is for me, this is really that goes into the core of empowerment. I've just posted something where It says, well, we don't even have to wander into the realm of politics. We can look in our daily lives. We get packaged food or just ready-made food because we've we've forgotten to cook, how to cook. And um, see, we, we listen to the main media, but don't listen to ourselves and, and, and feel what's going on inside us. And if you're able to go into these little things in your daily life. That's, I guess, where it really starts that you can empower yourself. And Yes. It's a really good book called The Culture of Fear. And it talks all mm. about how much fear can addict you and how much fear can compel you to buy things to protect yourself or compel you to buy mm. things to um, stock up to, you know, conserve yourself and, how fear is used so much to control people on a large scale. Yes. Oh yeah. So yes. Tuning out, mm. tuning in. That's a good, uh, good introduction. So I already press pressed record because <laughs> I, I like to ease into these interviews. So yeah. welcome to my podcast, Julie. I'm super happy to have you here today. <laughs> Thank you. This is really exciting. We've been been in the talks with this for a while and it's just the time is just right, I think. I think so too. And I love that you see it that way as well, because this is something that I feel, but that I've also very, um, very appreciated from the side of my guests that when they come on here, it feels right for them too. Yeah. And Some some of them they've postponed the the podcast recording because they said, oh, actually I'm not in the right right energy at the moment. Especially talking about freedom, there were a few that said, oh, I can't do it right now. I have to be in a in a better or freer place again. And um, mm -hmm. this is actually interesting. So I think it's it's really all about feeling into ourselves and seeing is is this a good time or not. And um, I'm happy that it feels right for both of us. <laughs> yes, that's a great point. Yes, it does. Definitely. <laughs> so you're here today about talking about, well, how do we phrase it? We could say playing small 
Yeah. Or we could say making your brand and yourself, I guess, better instead of bigger. So before we dive into that and what this really means, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So where do you live? What do you do? Um, where are you at at the moment? Sure. Well, thank you so much for the nice introduction. So I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin in the USA, which is right in the center in the Midwest of the United States. So it's a town of about 100,000 people. So it's relatively small and it's really surrounded by farmland. So it's quiet here. It's definitely not a city atmosphere at all. Um, it's pretty fascinating because the culture here is really run on small businesses. It's really run on handshakes and um, it's run on relationships. It's run on people. It's not run on, you know, media and advertising and, you know, mass sales. There's not a lot of box stores here. It's, it's a very different kind of economy um, built on small businesses. So, Yes, I, I am a wife and a mom of two little boys who are three and six, <clears throat> and they are not in school because we are in a pandemic currently. So our, our house and my husband and I are flexing all sorts of ways to keep them occupied and educated and entertained. So wow. I am able, yes, yes, that's fun. If you so can only see the have you had a break? Did they go to school over summer or, well, not over summer, but I don't know, end of summer or did you have them in March? Oh yeah. No, they went to school for a month in September, oh. but otherwise they've been home <laughs> forever, <laughs> which wow. I think just now I'm appreciating a lot. In the summer we were outside running and, you know, doing adventures and going to the lake and doing fun things. And now, I mean, the cooler weather is coming. So we're just, finding new ways to kind of settle into each other and shift the energy in the house. So it's not so, not so wild, a little more cozy and that's, mm. that's been fun to play with actually. But what you said before about the season and our autumn, I guess that might come kind of naturally. Yeah, I think so. Like I've been lighting a candle every night for dinner for the past week. And last night I forgot. And my son was like, mom, and he pointed to the candle like, oh, so they like the cozy too. You know, they're, mm. they're getting into it now and they're sleeping in later, which is amazing. And everybody's kind of just embracing the, the cozy. I mm. love that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm a big cozy fan. And I'm also, I need a candle for dinner. It kind of calms me down and sets the tone for dinner. and. Yeah. yeah, so I can relate to that. <laughs> it was neat to see them following suit because I thought that was just me that liked it. <laughs> so, you know, reminder that your energy sets a tone for a lot of things. So, yes, yeah. I, I'm a brand photographer. So here in the Green Bay area and also um, Milwaukee and regionally, and then people also ship me products that I photograph for their brand. Uh, and the big, the big, part of what I love about that is really digging into what makes a brand, what makes your brand different and how do you connect with your people and how do we represent that visually through photography? So it's not just the standard stock photos of, you know, hands on a keyboard or things like that, that everybody's doing. It's how do we really connect the meaning of what you're doing with your people? So there's a whole strategy involved with that as well. 
Mm. But that is, I mean, that definitely leads to the quality over quantity subject that I think we were going to really dive into today is when you're getting involved with people's personal brands, especially, there's a lot in there. And a lot of times that personal fuel to build a personal brand is comes from sometimes a dark place, sometimes a, a place of hurt that you've grown from. So these conversations can get really personal with people. So quality over quantities really become important. Hmm. And you've also touched on the meaning, which deep down touches on purpose, I guess, and on what you really want to do and what you're meant to be, I guess. And that's probably also why when you're talking to them, in some instances, you might go really deep and. Yes, yeah. exactly. So when I, uh, my mom was actually dying of cancer, which is the first time I really truly picked up a camera to do something purposeful with it. I didn't know what else to do. She was living in her house. I was pregnant with my second son. It was a tough, tough time to try to figure out how to be present without falling apart. <laughs> So I actually picked up a camera and started photographing little details like her blue eyes and the wrinkles on her hands and, you know, her hands touching my first son and how they would like, she'd cuddle underneath the covers and, you know, let him watch TV and stuff like that with her or just photographing all those little moments, how she kissed his head. And I felt mm -hmm. like part of me could keep what was going on and part of me could be present without falling apart emotionally. And that's kind of what I really fell in love with storytelling with a camera. It was mm. a pretty, um, pretty powerful thing. So when I talk with people about stories, it's neat to see where their stories come from because a lot of personal brands develop from a place of, of, I will say learning or growth or passion or out of something that changed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what sets them apart to, I don't know, bigger companies or maybe some more small, small brands could also be products. I was just thinking maybe more product based brands or companies. Yeah. It's always so intertwined with our own story. Yes. And I guess that's what makes it on one hand. So, cool and there's so much depth behind it and on the other hand it makes it so or us so vulnerable because we talk about it right right it does it's very a very vulnerable feeling even for myself I spent a certain amount of time really running away from my story as well and just trying to be this amazing you know photographer and really not embracing my own story. And once I started embracing it, just things kept falling into place that made so much more sense and felt more authentic to me. And I feel like that's how a lot of smaller businesses can compete on a bigger level is by telling their story, by connecting their story. Um, because that's the reason you'd buy something from a smaller company is because of connection versus, you know, a larger box store. So I aim to, to tell those stories, to dig into them. I mean, I've had clients who've started businesses because of child loss, you know, and really deep wow. things that drive them forward. It's neat to see. 
Hmm. Hmm. And then people connect with that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's was that are the things that are touching ourselves or part of ourselves. And it's actually so cool to talk about it. And we both read this quote the other day. I have it here. It says, your story is the gift connecting who you really are to who others really are. Yes. And I yes. love it. And that quote also inspired me or motivated me to share more of my stuff or keep doing that because I sometimes I really um, I see my limits until where I want to share and where I'm like, oh, should I say that or not? Hmm, so I'm really contemplating and it can be hard. So how do you, how do you and your uh, clients deal with that? That's interesting. So you kind of got to follow the flow of where they want to go and really just encourage and give a safe space for them to open up about it. Um, I like to ask a lot of questions about how did you, you know, the clients that they love to serve, the people that they love to serve, the audience they love to talk about, because a lot of times that'll give me a big clues as to who they are, who they are inside, because that's what they're connecting with as well. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting process and just giving space, giving space and giving, um, giving room for that story to happen. There's a lot of photographers who can get a great image, you know, in a 20 minute or 15 minute session, but you're not going to get a story out of that. So you have to actually plan for the time for that comfort mm. level to happen. And then when you plan for that time, there's space for a more genuine picture to develop as well. So it's kind of twofold. Just writing that down because this is so good. <laughs> uh, so how do you usually work? So you have like a strategy call and a branding check before your photo shoots. So do you usually take a full day for a client or just um, just so we know? Yeah, well, it depends on what their need is, but definitely we'll do like a 30-minute discovery call and kind of feel out what you're looking for. Are you looking for, you know, just an Instagram post material? Are you looking to redo a website? What's the story that you want to tell? And is it, is it a good fit? And then once we decide to work together, we plan like an entire hour long call where we go through, you know, are you going to be launching a product soon? Are you going to be doing a webinar? Um, you know, what, who are you talking to? Are you talking to athletic people so that's the type of shoot we're going to do or are you talking to mothers is that the type of shoot that we're going to do like how do we create images to connect so mm. we look at what your current brand is made of what your highest engagement is and where it is and what type of platforms you're going to be utilizing this content on and then we just build from there we talk about what you're going to wear how you're going to do your hair and makeup and that actually has a lot to do with it because if you're really looking for connection, you want to make that authentic. You're not going to want to get way above and beyond in a formal gown if you're looking to make connections with people on a more genuine level. So there's little tips and tricks on, you, I always tell people about 10% more than what they're doing on a daily basis when they meet with a client. So 10% more makeup, 10% more hair, 10% more wardrobe, but don't be, don't be getting you know, way out of yeah. whack for your, for your professional wheelhouse. But yeah, we go through all of that and 
I make a shot list and I make a prop list and we have an entire flow that's all set up and create a, create a place or a series of places that we can shoot that um, represent you authentically. Mm. And uh, I've seen you. Sorry, you go. Oh. oh, I thank you. I was just saying then we plan a date and we usually do um, a shoot that involves a couple different locations, usually a couple personal locations. Um, I just did a really great shoot for a brand that ended up doing these shoots in her home, in the CEO's home. And it really went from like a corporate stuffy feel in, in their catalogs and their social media to a really personal, really home connected, really genuine um, feel, which actually they loved tremendously. Mm. Yeah. So mm. that's kind of what I'm going for is, is creating that genuine representation. Mm-hmm. And I've seen lots of the pictures you shot on Instagram. And so for anyone listening, I will link to your Instagram in the show notes so you can hop on there and have a look. And to me, they all they are all really beautiful and genuine. You used that word before, and that's what it is. And if I had you here where I'm living, I would do a shoot with you right away because it really the pictures really speak to us. You really get a feel for the person who is um, standing for a certain brand. And and I guess that's what you want, at least when you're a solopreneur or someone yes, who's building a business up. Yeah, It's a really neat feeling. One of my favorite parts of it is showing the pictures to, you know, the brand because they all of a sudden see their brand in a completely different light. They feel like they've been almost vindicated is kind of the feeling that just keeps coming up like yes like you see me this is mm. real this is authentic like yes this i i am doing this you know i am really genuinely connecting like it just mm. to people it feels very very real on a different level than they've never seen themselves before so what was the aha moment for you and telling your own story when did you see yourself in a different light was there like a particular moment or was it more like a process? Oh, that's an interesting question. I kind of felt like because for a long time, because I picked up a camera when my mom passed away that I should immediately only be doing family portraits because that would only make sense with that story. But I just didn't love doing the family portraits at all. I think I was looking, the aha moment was I was looking for a way for my brand to represent me more authentically. So your um, photography brand. Yes. I was looking for it because oh. I, I felt like, okay, it's my mom died. I picked up a camera. I should be photographing moms. I'm a mom. Like that all makes sense to me, but it didn't feel right for me. So I just really was searching for a way. How does this feel right for me? And the brand's especially when I moved to Green Bay, just there was so much more that needed to be told for these brands and and myself as well. Like, how do I connect myself and my story with other brands? That that was my aha moment. I was like, I don't, I I love families, but I have a family. So I'm kind of burned out by the family energy a lot, but being Mm -hmm. in a professional wheelhouse and telling a story in a documentary style feels really good to me. It feels like it feels authentic that you can create a brand 
based on really who you are. And I guess when I started doing that, I felt better about my brand and I started getting more traction, started making better connections and felt like I could do the same for other brands. Mm. So yeah, it was really in a search to find my own voice that I had the aha moment. <laughs> so do you want to, do you like to dive deeper into your story? Tell us a little bit more about that or maybe at a different place in time. <laughs> <laughs> sure um yes so I think a big change for me personally um came when my brother had a pretty rough incident um he was going through a pretty messy divorce and he ended up um going after his former wife at the time, he ended up, he just, he stabbed her multiple times and he, um, then he tried to kill himself. And it was wow. a very big, big moment for all of us. because we never saw it coming. Um, he, we were very close and everybody ended up surviving, but it was a pretty messy Uh, dark time in our entire family's life. There was a lot of it spilled out in the media. Um, my brother had, has three children. They were, you know, in the mix of it all. I think everything in, in like my solid foundation shattered and I immediately clammed up for quite a long time and felt like I couldn't, I didn't want to talk to anybody about that story. I didn't want anyone to judge me because my gosh, I was, he was my brother. I should have known, you know, obviously I'm not a great sister or a great person because I didn't know. Um, took me a long time to try to, to try to get through that. A lot of, a lot of therapy. And I felt like um, the more I could talk about that story and see other people's genuine reactions of how in the heck did you survive that? Or, mm -hmm how did you get through that? Or how did you, you know, people genuine reaction, they didn't turn away from me. They didn't think that, that I was the problem. I think there was so much more compassion. Um, it just kind of gave me strength. And I'm talking probably like four years ago that happened. So it's, <laughs> it's taken a lot of, a lot of baby steps to get to a point to embrace that part of the story. Oh, That's wow. Not, yeah. I can imagine that must be super hard. Yeah. Yeah, super hard. Um, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of a lot of grace and space, um, and pro and process. Right? It's definitely I'm definitely not through all that, but it's just a piece of it. Um, and then losing my mom not long after that, so it was it, like everything just burned to the ground. <laughs> everything. Oh I was gosh. in a corporate job. Yeah, I was in a corporate job at the time that I actually loved, um, but I couldn't fit back into that. I just couldn't have my life look the same. Um, so that was really, I, I mentioned I picked up a camera um, when my mom was passing. And then when my brother's incident happened as well, I'd happened to sign up for a photography class at the time, like an online photography class. And I remember it started two or three days after my brother's incident. And I was so numb, so numb. I mean, I couldn't feel anything because there was so much. And the prompt for the day for the photography class was walk 200 feet in one direction outside in the woods and stop 
and turn north, south, east, west, and compose a photo with whatever's in front of you. And I remember just standing there and feeling like, okay, I can't feel anything right now because I might explode or implode or both. I'm not sure, but I can exist in nature with this camera and still create something. Like I can still create. Mm -hmm. This is another language. I tell, I, I say like, it felt like I had a snorkel that I could finally breathe above the water, but I was still underwater. So the camera just became like a space for me to connect, mm-hmm. right? And to connect, breathe. Breathe, mm-hmm. exist. <laughs> and in times of trouble, like it, you know, times of stress, times of grief, times of trial, it has really um, just given me a, a pipeline or a snorkel to breathe. And then I see, I've just started to see that with, the people that I come in contact with um, time and time again, the reoccurring theme that there is a connection there that is, is happening. And I think because of everything I've gone through, a connection means a lot to me, but just, it does. And um, I had this talk with my husband not too long ago. I was like, do you like, I feel like I should have like spreadsheets and, you know, profit and loss, you know, stuff for my business and goals, like financially targets or something like that. But it just, it doesn't feel right. And he's like, Julie, you, your currency is connection. That helps you feel solid. If you have one client with a great connection that refers you, that means more to you than 25 clients. And I just looked at him and was so grateful that somebody understood and could mirror that back to me so I could see it. But that is, that is so true. Um, And that's really where the better, not bigger came from, because I've worked with some coaches, I've been in some masterminds, and it's all about bigger, it's all about scaling Mm -hmm. up. And it's all about driving and pushing and working the late hours. And it's all about um, more profit and creating methods and streamlines in your business to keep your customers further away from you. If your customer has a problem, they should call a help desk. Or if your customer has an issue, they can have like an online bot they can chat with or whatever. You know, it's creating space between you and your customer and really, really encourage people to ask yourself, is that what you want? Mm. I love that you're... Sorry. Sometimes the connection is a bit, so we're overlapping here when we're talking. Um, I love that you're saying that like this. I mean, uh, because that's something that I feel too. When I, I think I'm, when I'm creating and whatever it is that I'm building up now, but when I'm creating and when I'm doing that, I'm very... I would say spontaneous and I really tune in into what I feel, how it feels, what I want to bring out there. And when I, um, sometimes I look to like advice or come across advice and they say, well, you have to uh, structure those Instagram posts or you have to do this or that. And every time I try to do that, it kind of suffocates my creativity and it doesn't feel aligned and, that's why I'm so happy to talk about you with this because there must be a different way. Yeah. Thank you. The one uh, blog post I've had that's been had the far and beyond the most downloads is um, 
why I played small this year and won big. Because <laughs> I, I go into it in, in kind of detail in the blog a little bit, but it's saying one of the reasons I said was diapers. Diapers is why I played small this year and won big because my three-year-old is, you know, at the time I wrote the blog was in diapers and he's not going to be in diapers very long. Right. <laughs> and I don't, yes, that's messy and terrible. And no, I don't like changing poopy diapers, but it's a, it's a mark of time is passing and I don't want to miss that. There are other things in life worth savoring besides, you know, building a massive empire that keeps me further away from the things that matter. And I just, I just don't see that being talked about enough. And I don't see that being validated enough. I think more and more people that I talk to and connect with on that story level feel that way, but don't feel validated in saying it. Like there's value in success. There's value in hustle. There's value in being busy. Yes, there is. But you just have to ask if that keeps you closer or further from the things that are important, the things that, that fuel you. Yes, I think so too. It's the question is, is it, is this productivity mindful or not? Is it, bringing you closer to where you want to be or is it helping you to stay in your desired state or not right yes so the concept of being better instead of bigger became really really important to me and it's just something that I kind of check back myself with all the time like is this making me better or not bigger you know if if, if I drive down to a client's house to really make that personal connection. And even though it's an hour and a half away, is this make this better, not bigger? You know, it's taking those extra personal touches. Like I emailed a client this morning that um, her daughter's getting married this weekend. I just sent her a little note and was like, you know what, as parents, it's, we put so much into our children. We never know if we're going to get it out. Well, I hope that you mm. take a moment at this wedding and step back and see all the things that, that you nurtured to get your daughter to this point you know, that, that's what it's about. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's what makes you feel less lonely in the world. That's what makes you feel more grounded in the world. That's what makes you feel connected is, is thinking about people and genuinely caring. Yeah, that's so nice. And I think connection is the buzzword here. And it, for me, it's very topical because first we're in the times of, well, with lockdown and, Now, I don't know, COVID numbers going up or not, but at least the politics are that we have to stay home. It's So we're connecting more over the internet, but I kind of feel we're in a little bit maybe in a crisis of connection. I don't know, maybe we're not. But so connection is definitely a topic that comes up a lot at the moment. And the other aspect where I think that um, better instead of bigger and nourishing what you have and expanding that is so important because it really points into a new direction of economy and business and I believe we have to think more into that direction if we really want to bring about change and create a better world because we've seen that it doesn't work like always like going faster and bigger and higher and striving for more and more and more no we have to Uh, create or focus on other values or core goals. Yes. I like how you put that nourishing what you have, 
I mean, that's a really important concept. Like I would really talk to my, um, my brands and I say, so if you look back at, you know, your list of your best clients, right. Or your, your most favorite projects that you've done, where did those leads come from? And 99% of the time, myself included, they came from personal connection. Mm. So you people spend a lot of time, you know, throwing a bunch of stuff out on social media and throwing a bunch of seeds out there to see what, what might happen to grow, but what would happen if you just nurtured what you have, nurture the people that already know and trust you, what would happen if you nurtured them? I mean, how many, okay, I don't, this is just me, but how many times have you gotten something for, from your cell phone company or your bank that's like, oh, you know, $300 bonus if you open a new account. It's like, but I've had an account with you for 25 years. <laughs> How come I don't get a bonus? You know what I mean? And that's the same concept. It's like, what if you nurtured the people that you have? Mm-hmm. So true. So if like growth isn't the the clear direction we're going for what are the other success strategies how do you or how do you find success along and along new lines i would say that's a great question so a couple things come to mind one would be success is in people feeling comfortable with you success is in people trusting you with their story success is in um, people valuing your work enough to share it and then find their own success with it because that ultimately pays back to you. Um, success is also in reaching your goal, whatever that might be professionally, reaching that goal. Maybe you reach that goal in August and then you say, you know what? I mean, I can, I can enjoy the success right now and it's August and maybe I can take some time or reduce my client load in the next couple months and really enjoy and savor the autumn or the fall or, you know, the holidays or whatever it is. You can, you can measure that on your, your own, but just being able to say, okay, I met my goal and now I can step back and enjoy the life that I made. I think that's a really, really, really important part of nourishing what you have. This was the life you created. This was the goal you wanted. You don't necessarily have to double it, that doesn't mean success. Success could mean taking a month off after that. Mm. Such a good one. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. That's where you find that time, man. And I just wish if I had a megaphone and I could just share that with some, you know, some people that I know drive for the sake of driving themselves. Mm. Mm. They hustle for the sake of hustle because they don't know how to slow down and enjoy what they have. And then they're just trapped in this, this, hamster wheel yeah yeah and I think now is the exact right time to talk about it I mean not that there wasn't a time before or we shouldn't have talked about it before but I think now being in a in this crazy COVID pandemic situation and lots of us suddenly being in a home office or shifting the ways um, they work it's really a time to think about foundational stuff. So how do I work? Why do I work? It's interesting. I talked to a few former colleagues and one of them, she was um, telling me, you know what, sitting in a home office all day, all week, I'm asking myself, 
why do I do this? Where's the purpose of this work? And I was like, huh, there we get to the point, finally. And so actually that's my wish that this these kind of questions, thoughts come up more often and we're finally able to, to make shifts. And I also love what you said about maybe your form of success is um, taking a month off or two and or spending more time with your children, you know, we're just working the morning and having the afternoon off. And this is really pointing to a shift in priorities. And I'm a big fan of that. I've had a pretty flexible lifestyle for the past, well, almost 10 years now. And I see that there are more currencies out there. And I loved how you phrased that, that currency, um, your your currency is connection. And there's also other currencies out there. If, if you want to um, put it that way, you can have time off or you can have, um, yeah, time with your family or you have time for self-care and well-being and health, which is super crucial. So, um, yeah, thank you for all the work that you're doing, actually. And we are bringing this out now. So, there will be people listening up and hopefully um, tuning in more. <laughs> oh my goodness. I hope that, I hope that there's, you know, at least one person that realizes that there's, there's a different way that you're validated in having success away from the hustle and the drive that being better, not bigger is a real way that you can have a success, successful business and treat people. Mm. So, what were what were things that are um, that were coming up more often during during lockdown over those past months for your clients? Were there like certain questions or aspects that were popping up more often, and that you um, um, yeah you're working through, or is there stuff that really um, helps them to to thrive the way they want? That's a great question. I think during during lockdown, I definitely saw a trend of people coming to me and saying, like, I used to connect with people when they came into the store all the time, and now they can't come into the store. What do I do? Like, how do I transition my business where I connected, you know, physically in person with people? How do I how do I transition that now in the pandemic when I can't have people in the store? So that created a lot of great conversations about how do you connect your story. Um, I've had I had a really interesting um, client a couple of weeks ago that was a mother-daughter team in a male-dominated industry, and they were looking to connect their industry online because they can't do it in person anymore. So creating a series of images that would speak to a male audience, a male-dominated field of two females, um, was, was fantastic wow. and just actually fascinating. But they were like, well, we can't connect in person how do we connect online to a male dominated industry that was fascinating and those those pictures i'll have to release those pretty soon but yes that was that was interesting but that definitely came up for a lot of people is we need to connect in different ways like they still yearn for the connection we just have to do it in different ways how do we do it how do we do it so right and that's yeah. a lot comes back to the story yeah and i guess that's where your work is so important where it's more important than ever because especially online, you just have to have pictures or videos. But yeah, pictures are crucial, I guess. 
Yeah, and there's a whole psychology in in pictures and in consuming information and having them be simple, having clean edges, um, scroll stopping images have minimal information so your mind can consume them faster. They can read the image faster. A lot of people read images from left to right. So there's a lot of psychology involved in that too. Um, so it's fun to play all those pieces together and really, really get the story out there in a way that people can consume it simply. Because again, when we're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, we stop on, we tend to stop on images that are simpler and easier for our brain to read. Mm. Mm. That reminds me of the white space, which they recommend for Instagram to have some white space in there. So mm -hmm. you're you can probably speak to that or it's, it's going in the same direction, right? I feel like I crave that just because <laughs> of all the noise going on in the world. I feel like I crave white space. <laughs> I mean, look at the wall behind me. It's completely white in our, in our office. Like, yes, I have, I crave white space. <laughs> hmm. I like information short bundles. Yes. Yeah, that's, I just wanted to say it's interesting. Um, last year, I posted a few really just only white squares on Instagram. And I got, a few, I got even a few reactions on it. So um, maybe I'll post one and I dedicate it to you. <laughs> ah, yes, I like that. Let me know. I would watch to see how that goes. But yes, white space <laughs> is definitely psychological rest. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um. So what would you say if someone listening now and they say, oh my gosh, you're speaking from my heart. This is what I'm feeling. I'm not the type of like, go, 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 grow, grow, grow. But I really want to play with what I have, you know, use the connections and deepen them. And, but I don't know where do I start? So do you have any, any tips? Yeah, a couple different tips, actually. Uh, one thing to nourish what you have, I would stop, step aside for a second, and I would make a list of your top five favorite clients, jobs, projects, whatever it is. Make a list of your top five favorites and then list a couple reasons, just a couple short reasons as to why they were your favorite. Is it because they trusted you? Is it because they let you be creative? Is it because... Um, you got to travel with that job, whatever it is that makes that that particular project your favorite, write it down and then really reach back to that client and, and have a conversation with them and tell them what you liked about the project, tell them what you enjoyed and then continue to nurture that relationship. See if there's an opportunity to do something more and just grow your business based on the things that worked really well for you and the things that drove your, your passion instead of throwing seeds out to people that don't know you and trying to find brand new people and really spending your energy throwing 10,000 seeds out and maybe getting five, what if you just went back to the people that already know and trust you and started to nurture those relationships? So that's what I would really encourage. So even if you went to your email list or went to your previous client list and wrote an, you know, a boilerplate email and then customize it with a few different sentences to that specific client and said, Hey, you know, autumn is here. I'm 
been thinking about you and your family. I hope everything is going well in the lockdown and just reaching out to say, you know, I really appreciated working with you. It was some of my most favorite work that we did together. Um, curious what next year looks like for you. I'd love to, I'd love to chat about a new opportunity. But that's wonderful. You could even do that with a phone call. I mean, depending on how close you know that client or what your time permits, you could even do that with a phone call. Mm. I mean, even if that client isn't going to do new work with you, maybe they'll say, hey, you know what, Kat, I think I know somebody that would love to work with you if you're looking for something happening in fall. That's what you're looking for by saying nurturing. It's not that you're not going to grow. It's just that you're going to nurture what you have instead of, you know, spending that 20 minutes that it takes to make a phone call to somebody that already knows and trusts you, spending 20 minutes to create two Instagram posts that are going to go out to see you who knows what mm-hmm. and be noise for more than half of those people. Mm-hmm. So that would be my number one tip is to create a list of your favorites and then find a way to customize a reach out to them and see what they have coming up this year. Maybe you can be a part of it. I like that. And Do you know what? It actually reminds me of my experience sometimes as well. So um, take this podcast, for example. (laughs) So promoting it on a platform like Instagram or LinkedIn, it sometimes is successful, sometimes not so much. But when I send it in a personal note, be it via email or WhatsApp or on Facebook Messenger, there's much more resonance. That's what I'm seeing. And yes, it takes maybe 20 minutes more, but it's also, it's, it's worth it. So in the end, it's way more efficient, right? Yes. Right. In the end, it's more efficient. And that's the thing. You've already done the work for this client. The second yes is easier than the first, right? So Mm. Reaching back to somebody personally, we're all in some form of lockdown. We're all in some form of social isolation. So even now, more than ever, making that connection means more to people than ever. Mm. I really, really encourage you to just start there. Even if you started with five clients, then, you know, next month, do five more. Depending on your time, do it next week if it's really working well for you. But just don't don't overlook the people that you've already put your time and effort into. You've already impressed them. Start there. Hmm. You've already earned their trust as well. Yeah, that's. And I think it's a place where anyone really could start, no matter what they're doing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Um, you know, I've been in, in, like I said, in with coaches and masterminds that are totally different than that. They, they push you to kind of throw yourself out there and be vulnerable and then just kind of see who gravitates towards that. But I was like, kept thinking to myself, it's like petting a cat backwards. Like that just didn't feel right. (laughs) It didn't feel right to me because if you're really genuinely making a connection with somebody by doing it like that, they're making that connection with you first. Yeah. Without you even knowing, which seems odd. Yeah, <laughs> true. And it's, it's really against, against what everyone, like everyone is recommending out there. Yeah. But right. I love that idea. And especially if it makes you feel right. And 
I guess that's where our gut is telling us so, so much. That's at least my experience that when I'm not sure if I want to do something and then I finally do it, if, if it doesn't resonate, I, I, I feel it more or less instantly. It's like, ah, it doesn't feel right. So, um, yeah, I love that. It's like, okay, guys out there, trust yourself more. Yes, I have, uh, and even product-based businesses. Some people might be saying, oh, but I have a product-based business and volume is key. Okay, well, let's take a look at that. So I have a really good friend who owns her own beauty care uh, line, and she writes a custom note every time, a handwritten note every time she sends out a package. And nine times out of 10, she'll kind of look at my previous order and see maybe that... um, I ordered the deep sleep aromatherapy a couple months ago, but I haven't ordered it in a while. So she'll just like include one and be like, you know what? I really appreciate you and all your support of my business. And I mean, that means a ton and you never, I mean, nurturing that existing client, that's where it's at. And then now, of course, I'm going to be ordering that next time. And of course I'm going to be talking about her on a podcast because she's amazing. And, you know, you never know where those connections lead, but nurture what you have, nurture what you have. Somebody that already knows you, already trusts you, already likes your product. I mean, it works for product-based businesses too. It might be slower, but I think it will pay dividends bigger mm-hmm. and faster than throwing the seeds out there and just waiting to see what happens. Yeah. And it might actually be the base for a real long-term connection. So right. you're really building something lasting up here and not something like, okay, there's someone who buys from you one time, but not again. Right. Exactly. Yes. I mean, if you're just looking for volume, it's a churn and burn with no personal connection. What if you change that? I love that. And I love this conversation. This is so good. (laughs) Yeah, I just it's just not supported, I feel like, enough for business owners. And nine times out of ten, when I talk to people about this, they're like, yes, you know, now especially I have kids at home and I have, you know, I'm work- if I'm working, I'm working late hours, you know, how am I supposed to keep up? And it's like, well, maybe, maybe you don't keep up. Maybe you keep you and you dial her back and nurture the really good things that you have. Mm. instead of working at 2 a.m. to put your Instagram post together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the important thing because then we're, like, going into health and well-being again. It's like, that's so important. That's your major currency in the end, what it comes down to. So if you're not functioning well, if you're not feeling well, you can forget the rest, so... Yes, your major currency. That that topic comes up again. Yes, you're right. That currency. Mm-hmm. Currency of your health is the one thing. The one thing. So many good other currencies than money, hey? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's true. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else? Oops, sorry, you go. Oh, if anybody um, is interested too, there's a really, really good book called The Company of One that speaks to this very strong and it's by Paul Jarvis. Okay. I'll include it in the show notes. Yes. And he doesn't, he speaks to a lot of these nourishing what you have um, concepts 
but he doesn't just talk about solopreneurs. He talks about larger companies too, like Patagonia is one that he mentions in their base company is another one that he mentions. Some larger companies just running on this concept of um, not always striving to scale up. Mm. So if, if anyone's interested, that's a wonderful place to start researching more about this and, and really getting some more ammunition on your side of taking care of yourself and building a business based on you not based on hustle. Mm. So important. And I think it's, this is really the future. Yeah, it is. I do feel like I constantly have to check myself though, to keep in that pattern. You know, I have an opportunity for a mentorship um, protege program coming up with some larger companies here in the area. And I'm like, okay, so when this comes to fruition, I'm going to have to be very, very, very honest with them that I'm not looking to make myself into a large corporation. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how the, how that resonates with them. Mm. Yeah. Keep me in the loop. Yeah. I'm interested in making a better business, not a bigger business. So is that something that they're willing to support or not? I'm, I'm going to mm -hmm. be interested to see if what happens. I try to blow the lid off that one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So is there anything else on this topic that we haven't touched on yet? Let's see. I would really just echo that um, being better instead of bigger also keeps yourself closer to the reason why you fell in love with your business. Mm. And that I find that topic coming out time and time again, as you get bigger, you get busier, you hire more people, you get yourself, you put more things in between you and what you love doing, but being better streamlines you back into what you love most about your business, which is what I try to really, really talk to brands about when I shoot for them. Why did you fall in love with this in the first place? Was it doing the taxes? No. Was it <laughs> doing the spreadsheets? No. Was it? <laughs> no. So what is it that you fell in love with in the first place? And let's get you, let's get your company built around you doing more of that. Mm. I love that. And I think it's such a good um, thing to remind us of like constantly or on a regular basis and check in with us. And I remember reading one of your posts where you were talking about that and you said, so sometimes people you work with, they have forgotten why they fell in love with it. And then you kind of rekindle this and you see that spark in their eyes and all that passion coming back. And I just found that so fascinating. It is. It's really interesting when you pull back and let them see those pictures. They do. They remember why they fell in love with this business in the first place. A lot of it actually seems to have to do with hands for some reason, like their hands being involved in things and seeing that personalization of, um, you know, getting your hands dirty. It's it's very symbolic for most of the clients that I've worked with is, is getting their hands dirty was the reason they got involved in this job. That personal touch. And that is what they've lost over the years. And that's what we try to bring back. 
Nice. I love that. So my last question is, who inspired you lately? So this is something I'm asking a lot on my Freedom Lifestyle Edition. And yeah, is there someone or something that really inspired you? Oh, my goodness. That's a great question. Who inspired me lately? I believe... um, I believe the Paul Jarvis book is really what inspired me a lot to kind of beat the drum of something different, something um, not mainstream, something away from the hustle. Um, I think my kids definitely inspire me to step away from the rat race, step away from the hustle and do the simple things to let the messes be it's very hard, but to let the messes be, to, um, yeah, to let go, to surrender that control a lot. Um, my kids definitely inspire me on that. And I would say my <clears throat> aunt is another person who inspires me. She's always, she's had a very freedom focused lifestyle. She's had a very present energy ever since I've known her. And I think she's always inspired me to question to do things a little differently as well. Mm, So good. Wow. Oh, thank you so much for all of this, for those great tips, for the insights into your business and also, and um, most important for sharing your story. And that's something I'm really, really, grateful for and i have a lot of respect for so thank you for that thank you so much kat and i think like we mentioned a little bit chatting before this i think you've given voice to a lot of different ways for people to get back in touch with their own intuition with their own inner compass it seems like a lot of what your topics are in this pod this amazing podcast come back to finding your own truth your own grounding your own inner compass and that's that's been really helpful for me to listen to and to know that there's another person out there who's advocating that and beating that drum no matter where you are in the world. So thank you oh, for that. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Appreciate thank you. Thank you so much. I really hope you leave this conversation with refreshed motivation to follow your own unique voice and don't play mainstream because that's what everyone does. These times we're in right now are really shaking us to finally follow our own path and passion. And I do believe we got to change things to make our own lives better and this world a better place. Let us know what you liked most about this episode, what inspired you, what made you think. Write us an email or send us a message on Instagram. You'll find links to all of um, this in the show notes below. So just scroll down and please also share this episode with a friend and on your social media. This is really the easiest way to support my podcast and to inspire new listeners. And I'm super, super thankful for that. I I honestly can't stress it enough. This is crucial and you doing that, you taking that minute to share this episode means so much so thank you for that all right so this is it for today 
stay well and healthy and keep changing your world for the better.